the one and only Cam Lau. It is Monday, January 22nd, 2024, and you are listening to the 59th episode of this podcast. I stole the quote of the week this week from Ron DeSantis on Twitter, but it comes from Winston Churchill. He said, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. After Trump whoops some butt in the Iowa caucus, he has all but ended the competition for the GOP nomination. I told you guys that Iowa carried a lot of weight, and immediately after losing, Vivek Ramaswamy ended his campaign right then and there and endorsed Donald Trump. All along, he was the most supportive of Trump of any of the other GOP candidates. I could even see him ending up finding a role within Trump's administration, but I don't like him. Asa Hutchison, he did the exact same thing, except he chose to endorse Nikki Haley, which doesn't really mean anything considering most of you haven't the slightest clue who Asa Hutchinson is. My favorite dropout of the week, however, was Ron DeSantis. Yesterday, believe it or not, he announced that he would no longer be seeking the nomination on X. Nobody worked harder, and we left it all out on the field. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackage formed of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. It was no secret that Ron wasn't going to last long, but I was pleasantly surprised by how quick he was to come aboard the Trump train. His decision to do so may leave him still in good standing with Trump after all the dust settles. And if he plays his cards right, he could be a serious contender in 2028. And while I think he is somewhat phony, he's not necessarily establishment like Nikki Haley. And he's delivered legit results for Florida, and maybe he could do that for the country. But for now, Trump is the right choice. I believe this endorsement will also cripple Nikki Haley's campaign so far that she will be dropping out soon as well. Nikki Haley is already under pressure after coming in third in Iowa, and now she's being accused by two different men of engaging in a sexual affair with them while she was the governor of South Carolina. She's turning into the female Bill Clinton. The New Hampshire primary is tomorrow, and it will undoubtedly and overwhelmingly be a Trump victory. I expect to see Nikki call it quits after that, but unlike Vivek and Ron, she has likely burned her bridge with Trump and probably the whole GOP for that matter. Haley isn't the only one who will have trouble in New Hampshire. Joe Biden won't even appear on the ballot for New Hampshire Democrats. This is due to New Hampshire Democrats clashing with the DNC. The DNC ruled from the top down that states like Iowa and New Hampshire, who have traditionally been the first in the nation primary states, 
we're told that a more racially diverse state should go first. South Carolina was the Democrats' choice, and Iowa Democrats did play by the rules. They won't be caucusing until March. In New Hampshire, however, they held out, and Biden basically had his bluff called, forcing him to take his name off of the ballot. He now has to rely solely on write-in votes to win the state. That hasn't worked in New Hampshire since Lyndon Johnson won in 1968, and he lost that election. 21 other Democrats will be listed on the ballot, and if one of them rallies even enough support just to not even beat Biden, but just to get their name on the map at this stage, it could be a major threat to Biden, whose support seems to dwindle daily. Joe Biden might have actually managed to buy some votes, though, with his latest student loan forgiveness program that totals $5 billion. That was really kind of him, until you realize that the $5 billion came from your paycheck, not his. This handout will affect 74,000 borrowers, with an average of $67,500 going to each. The repayments are being given to public workers like teachers and firefighters and all that kind of stuff. This $5 billion isn't all he's spent, though. So far since taking office, he has paid $136 billion worth of student loans. That's more than $800 per U.S. taxpayer. So, although not entirely accurate, it sure is starting to feel like Biden stole $800 from me and gave it to someone who was stupid enough to take out student loans. I didn't take out any loans. Not to brag, but I did it right. I had a full-time job while I was a full-time student and had a pregnant wife. I received scholarships, I saved money, but most importantly, I worked. We have somehow decided as a society that being in college makes you still a kid. No, you're an adult and all of your decisions will affect you for the rest of your life. The student loan system is absolutely a predatory enterprise that preys on uninformed or misinformed young adults. Public schools encourage kids to just go ahead and get the degree. Sure, you might have to borrow a little bit, but you'll make so much money, it's just fine. Then you wind up $50,000 in student loan debt and face the fact that even a useful degree like a business degree might only qualify you for a $35,000 a year salary. You do not have to borrow money to go to school, and anyone that says otherwise is either incompetent or just a bad person. But if you do fall victim to the system, then suck it up, buttercup. You sign the dotted line, so pay your debt back and quit whining to the government to steal my money to pay for your mistakes. It's hard to imagine a time when the only way to get money for nothing was on MTV. That's for my Dire Straits fans out there, but that's all I have time for today. Were you offended by this podcast? Good. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate you all. Have a great week, and stay conservative.